back to Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania, a group improv storytelling podcast led by A. Elliot Lee. Last time on Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania, the contestants watched the leggy killing reel. Bloke revealed to Bass that he had killed Kamir and also tricked the other contestants into sharing their targets with him. Sneaky boy! The next activity, finding a prom outfit, has been announced. Who will be our best-dressed prom attendees, and who will severely disappoint? Whose schemes will come to fruition next? Find out on today's action-packed episode of Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania. Episode 8, An Eye for an Eye. Everyone just finished up lunch, and... I think Bloke will turn to Bass and be like, hey, do, do you want to go shop now? Uh, yeah, I, I think we should, probably. Okay. And then Cal waits to beat, and then he goes, and I'll come too. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. All right. Let's go. <laughs> and then they all walk to the fun zone. So where the fun zone was before, there is now one massive building with lots of windows and revolving glass doors, and within which you can see various shops and things. And you enter, so like a mall. Yeah, and you enter and you find a cute little mall, but it's a very small one. It's a mall. The small. <laughs> <laughs> All the shops seem to be laid out on like this first floor area, um, and you catch glimpses of suburban outfitters, a lukewarm topic, all of that kind of good stuff, and other stores that some of you might recognize. However, there is also like a good amount of stores selling more formal clothing and also classic mall features like a small central food court with two or three of the shifting food stands from the cafeteria. And Are Uncle they the same food stands? Like when you walk through and it's a portal and you're actually back at the cafeteria? No, no, it's just like a couple of them were moved. But there are also some little mall food staples, like there's an Uncle Andrew's pretzel stand. And there's some random couches set out near the water fountains and bathrooms as rest areas. And there's also a little elevator in the corner. I, I guess we should go check out some of the formal wear for, for prom. This is so exciting. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I... What, what about you, Cal? Are you also looking for an outfit now, or are you just, just scoping things uh, out? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. And then they walk to the nearest kind of menswear thing, and I guess they start looking around. Bloke turns to Bass and is like, do you need any help finding anything? I, I know you're not the most clothed <laughs> friend I have. <laughs> is, there a, uh, is there a color that I need to be wearing? Uh, what were you thinking of wearing? I've never gone to a prom before, really. I mean, I used to wear very fancy clothing to balls, but there doesn't seem to be any of that there. I'm not really sure what what the etiquette is for this sort of thing. I think the ball fancy clothing um, is possible if you want it. And then I think from further within the store... Um, and Jimmy says, hello, it's me, a Jimmy. If you need any help, ask me anytime. I adore that they refer to themselves as like separate parts of the same consciousness. Uh, there, there's a lot of directions you could go. Of course, you, you can go with the classic, um, very formal kind of ball thing where you could go for something more modern. Like there's a lot of nice like tuxedos over here. Um, I didn't really have anything in mind for 
a like particular color scheme. I feel like that might be difficult unless there's a color that you all really like. I was just thinking like blacks and whites and things, but I really appreciate that the bloke is actually including Cal in this. I really thought that it would, I really thought that it, he would just kind of be like there on the periphery. Like he's just hanging out, he's just having a good time, and he's just like kind of there. Uh, but no, this is good. This is great. I'm very yeah, I'm very nice about this. Um, <laughs> bloke says out loud. <laughs> Do you need Danny help me dress in business all the time? I. I yeah, I, I mean, you know, um, business is a style. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, right. good luck. Is it, um, is it I, an appropriate style for like a prom thing? I'm not sure. We, we could get we could get matching pocket squares and cufflinks. <laughs> I suppose we could. What's a cufflink? Um, you know, they link the cuff. But are they already linked? They're like a, like a tube of fabric, right? You know, I don't know the ins and outs of cufflinks, but I, I, that, that is a fair point. I, they are linked. Bass is going to head towards the modern suit section. He's a modern man. Everyone keep in mind that we also need good, good points. So we need an element of cohesion in our dressing styles or something for this outfit to work out. But... We can all meet at the changing room in a bit, and then we can give each other a little fashion show. I think this will be very fun. I'm excited to see what you all come up with. And then he starts kind of just running around the store. I think Cal looks surprisingly excited for that. You didn't expect him to be this excited about it, but he is. Um, Vass looks a little bit resigned, but he's going to go around, find things for his sensibilities and maybe for the audience's sensibilities as well. I think Cal starts going around and he's he's pulling a lot off of the shelves, but there's a lot of things that he like takes down for a hot sec and he looks it over and then he puts it back. He's really putting a lot of thought into this. And I think what's what's also kind of weighing on his mind is that he's got to have an element of cohesion with things that are not cohesive. And so it's kind of difficult for him. Are there bath-sized clothes in this? You can ask the Jimmies. There is like a fairly diverse size range, but I think it's the kind of thing where, oh, maybe the shoulders fit, but the waist doesn't fit or something like that. Like they're slightly off. They're not too tailored. I think he's going through sort of like more old timey, like ye old Renaissance era clothes again, because he's from a different time period than anyone else. Uh, mentally. <laughs> that said, mentally, I'm here. <laughs> Feudalism. Over his arm, he's got like some breeches, a black velvet shirt with like little gold slashes down the arms, a cool doublet, and he grabs one suit. You don't really see Bloke as he goes around. He's pretty fast, just snatching things off of the shelves and just... I think after a while, you kind of see like a big bloke shape with a pile of clothing <laughs> and he is heading for the changing room. I, love him. I think Cal is just going to kind of grab an assortment of things. He's not, I mean, it's not like he and Nil really spoke, period. Um, and definitely not about this. But I think I think he he grabs a few unexpected items. I think he's gonna he's gonna kind of grab like a more a more traditional like you know kind of black tie whatever blah blah blah. Um, and then I think he's gonna grab 
just some real fun adventurous stuff and not oh, take it too oh. seriously he's gonna he's gonna grab like like one of those pirate shirts like suspenders and I'm, try- I'm trying to think how can i make this bell-bottom jeans after they get their various things they head to the changing rooms and they start changing and bloke kind of shouts from within his like okay whenever y'all are ready uh, let me know and we can try out our first outfits and show the class you know cal starts with the horrible outfit that i have concocted he gets changed fairly quickly for someone who has to put on suspenders which is interesting he comes out and he kind of just stands there and he's kind of got his arms like splayed out a little bit to his side like he's kind of like here i am ta-da bass is also fairly quick to change he walks out cal sees sort of an elaborate outfit it's very like black velvet and gold um he has a cape uh (laughs) he has um like there's like silver buttons all down the front and maybe a couple of gold chains from shoulder to shoulder holding the cape on it's extremely fancy and looks very out of place almost costumey if it wasn't made out of such expensive fabric cal's face kind of lights up i think i think he's pretty impressed and then he goes um well that's i mean i really like it that looks cal's outfit up and down goes that's that's a statement and then like says wait okay i want to see and then he's like okay so this is my First outfit, I'm not too sure about this one. This is kind of like the more classic, okay, dressy, uppy kind of thing, but there are some more experimental ones I might want to try later. So let me know what you think. And then he steps out and he's kind of wearing a black tailcoat, a white waistcoat, and then this like almost slightly casual ruffled floral shirt, maybe with like the top two buttons undone or something and tucked into like black dress pants. First he sees Bass's outfit and then he's like, Ah, you look you look really great it's it's so weird seeing you wear clothes wow i i love the cape a lot the look of disappointment crosses bloke's face at bass wearing clothes i know i'm depriving everyone of the like look but but it's <laughs> it's so good i i i love the you ruffle look fantastic thank That's you super nice cal uh, you 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 sure look <laughs> bass looks at the three of them uh we don't we don't exactly match, though. We look look kind of an assortment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that. I think Cal looks down and he goes, "I think I, I definitely misunderstood the vibe." I mean, I this is a vibe. I'm glad we got to witness this vibe. Yeah, perhaps a different one. A vibe for later, maybe an after party vibe. Okay, um, outfit two. Let's go. And then he dashes back into his little changing room. Bass is going to go back in, and it takes him, like, a hot 10 or 12 minutes. Like, he's still in there when everyone else is done. Cal changes very, very quickly. Cal goes back and changes, and then he steps out, and he waits in his same uncomfortable position for everyone else. Yep. Bloke is the second one to step out, and he's like, oh, Cal, yeah, that that's definitely more of the vibe. Mm, I mean, it's a little, it's a, it's a little boring, don't you think? You could spice it up in some ways. This time he's wearing a slightly more formal outfit. He has like a little ascot. He has um, more of a floral waistcoat. And 
a white tail coat with sparingly like embroidered flowers and like golden buttons. Finally, after a while, you hear Basco like, oh, fuck, fine. Uh, and he like throws aside the curtain to the changing room and he's wearing a fairly normal uh, black tie suit. The tie part of it is not great. It looks as though he has maybe seen someone else wear a tie, but has never like touched one or had to tie one himself. So it's it's more of like just wrapped around his neck and there's two lines coming down. Has he tied it? Has he tied it like the way one would tie a knot in a string? Yes, exactly. Good. Like it's it's a very secure knot. It looks like maybe you could use it to like tie someone to a chair if you needed to, but it doesn't look like the sort of thing you would put in a tie. And he, he's like fiddling with one of his cufflinks as he exits. Um, and he looks around at the other two. He's like, I, 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 I don't know. What do you think? I love it. I love it a lot. Do you, do you need help with the... Uh... And then he pulls one of the tiny changing room stools, stands on it. So it takes him some time. For a long time, he's just awkwardly there. <laughs> yeah, Bass is like looking anywhere but bloke. He's like staring at Cal, staring at his feet. And Cal is pointedly not looking at them. <laughs> he's just kind of like, oh. <laughs> off to the side, he's got his arms crossed. I'm so, uh, I'm so sorry. I, I, you're, you're a good, not tired. I, I suppose. Uh, thanks. Okay. I, I don't know. It doesn't. I've, I've never had to learn a knot where it's like, oh, you can untie it. Like usually, knots are supposed to stay tied. Well, well, here's how you do it. Um, and then he finally f manages to free it, and then he's like, okay, so you put. Both of them kind of here, and this one's kind of longer over here. And then you take this part and you put it over here. You see that? And then um, you take this part and, oh, and here you have to kind of go under and then slip that over. And then you just kind of pull at it until it looks right. And there. As Bloke is focusing on tying his tie, he looks up at the end. He realized Bass has just been watching him. He has not been watching the instructions. <laughs> Did you get that or? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, good. Okay, I know how now. Thank you. Cool, yeah, no problem. Bloke will give him like an awkward pat on the chest and then step down. <laughs> I, I think that that's a really great outfit. I think it's better than the other one. If we're going, if Cal is considering that one, would match. That's true. I feel like mine doesn't match as well. Then I, I do have a third one. I'll, I'll just be a second. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe Cal and I can try and coordinate a little bit while we're out here. Yeah. I think Cal kind of like runs back into the, the not changing room area and he goes mm -hmm. to like grab a few more things after kind of seeing what Book and Bass have. And also in case anything happens, he doesn't just not... He's going to give them some privacy. He grabs a few handfuls of clothing and he goes back into the changing room. I think it's fairly quick and he changes into, I think like a, like a baby blue little suit, oh. like a dark blue kind of floral tie. He comes out wearing that and then he kind of, he kind of does a little spin and he goes too much. During this time, Bass is looking at suit accessories. So he has a selection of like pocket squares and shit and like little, little cufflinks. Cuff links. 
he's he's actually very enamored of cufflinks now that he's discovered them he's they're small and shiny so he enjoys them from within his dressing room Luke says it's never too much that's looks at cal and he's like i mean it looks good it's not bad i think he kind of catches a glimpse of himself in the mirror and he looks a little harder and then he very deftly undoes the tie reaches into the stall behind him and he grabs a little bow tie and he just he does a bow tie instead. Yeah. I think Bass is like holding up different, he like finds like a baby blue pocket square and like folds it up so that they match a little oh, bit. Oh, that's good. That's good. And and Bass's suit is is black, right? Bass's suit is black. I so think I think, might I think Cal goes color. over and he grabs like a little black pocket square so that they're inverses. Nice. I don't um, know how, I don't know what the fuck Bloke is going to do. But <laughs> okay, Bloke steps out at this moment. He's wearing like an ethereal white outfit. Um, it's comprised of a lacy silk blouse with sheer sleeves. He's got like form fitting white dress pants and a sheer white floor length like chiffon cape extending from the collar of his shirt. And the cape kind of drapes around his body. And he kind of sees you two in your black and blue. And he's like, oh. But, uh, uh, wait a second and then he snaps his fingers and then um you see kind of little sparkles around him and then suddenly the outfit is covered in tiny black and blue flower petals as well that seem to be kind of constantly sinking down the fabric of the sheer portions of the outfit like the cape and the sleeves and then he's like well, now, now we match. I think this is good. And then he does a little twirl for you and the cape pillows and the flowers inside so they swirl upwards. Bass.exe has stopped responding. He's just standing there next to Cal, fully frozen, looking at Bloke. Oh, um, that looks very nice. Thank you. I think at that point he kind of like elbows Bass and he's like, don't you think so? There's still a good like 20 second delay oh. before he's like, it looks... Great. You look great. It's perfect. I think we're good. I think this might be it. I think Bass switches out his cufflinks for little white flowers so that they match. Float kind of looks at Bass. He's like, what time is it? Cal, wait, don't, don't you always have a watch? I guess he took it off. Well, there's no need for a watch. It's always business time. Float kind of looks around and there's like a little clock on the wall and it kind of reads... I think by this time it reads like 2.30. Bloke asks Cal, what, what are your plans for the rest of the afternoon? Well, I don't really, I don't really have any plans. I suppose I should coordinate with Nil? Probably. Yeah. Maybe you should go find them. We, we were, um... Thinking about having a little uh, French time. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vass is like, oh, right, I did want to talk to you about... And then friend he things, yeah. And he's like, uh, about things. Friend, friend. <laughs> Cal it just stands there smiling for a few more seconds and nodding along like, uh-huh, uh-huh. No. And he's, oh, 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 oh. No. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll leave you to it. Yes. Yep. Um, do you want to meet back here at like maybe seven thirty or something so we can change into these and then get our outfits rated and all that? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Thank you so much. Um, 
this was great. Uh, yep. Well, I I had a smashing time. Yay. Bass is going to go back into the changing room and ask Jimmy if he can tailor the suit because it's definitely like it's okay. one of the ones that's like the right size in the shoulders, but then like the waist is like the same thickness as the shoulders and it doesn't work. I think a cows fit him perfectly. Very, very remarkably well. So let's start with um, Nil. What are you doing after lunch? Oh gosh, I don't. I don't remember where the outfits are, but um, I think I did. It's at the fun zone. Did you go with anyone, or were you just like, "Oh, I'll go myself"? I think I just went by myself because okay. I. Yes, I recalled the idea of having to coordinate an outfit. It was very stressful to Nil. Okay, so um, you go to the fun zone and. I think Toe and Iso might also be there at this time, but they're going to, like, a fabric store or something. Is any of this, is it all just, like, classic prom wear? Is um, any of it kind of more D&D-esque? There's definitely more D&D-esque stuff in some of the... Like, you see the, um, the store that Bass, Bloke, and Cal are headed to is kind of spread out, and there's a lot more... Um, there's a lot more like classic D&D-esque kind of medieval outfits and stuff, but there's also modern menswear and things like that and prom dresses. And there are indeed pirate shirts and suspenders and things. So okay, there's a I, lot of that. It's a very large range of formal wear. Um, I do want to, I do want to go look at the more like D&D-esque stuff. Like I do think that Mill is just wants like armor like, okay. um, I don't disagree with Mel that, like, lukewarm topic might also be a spot. Um, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I think, like, fancy armor, like, maybe mm. something less, like, functional and a little bit more aesthetic. Yeah, I was um, thinking gilded armor is a very good choice. I like the idea yeah. that Neil goes in with their normal out outfit of armor and comes out with just slightly fancier armor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the same exact cut and I like, like the style. idea that Mill walks in with their own armor, <laughs> gets it gilded, and then walks out. <laughs> I think that might be it. You can hate yes. Jimmy. And uh, Jimmy appears and it's like, oh, do you want little, I don't know, we can do some autumn leaves and gold or like little flowers or what would you like? <laughs> um... Yeah, let's do, let's do some, uh, let's see, um, yes, some, I think some autumn leaves would be good. Fantastic, and the Jimmy gets to work gilding Nils' armor, I guess, which is a bit of a process, I think it'll take half an hour, um, I really like the thought of Nil sitting in, like, a salon chair or something as this is, like, happening. <laughs> And that by the end, your kind of armor is, it has some like gold accents and like vines and leaves trailing up the sides and it looks very good. So and by that time, you can see Cal leaving the menswear shop. Okay. If you want to talk to Cal, but. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> really set up all these opportunities he's like oh are you sure <laughs> please talk to Cal it's okay you don't have to please do I just don't think that 
like like already like getting getting an outfit I feel like it's just like already like knows like I've like done like like what I need to do like for this if Neil wants to just keep this outfit on for the rest of the afternoon because right now it's like a good 2.30, but the prom starts at 8. So if you want to change out of it and change back into it later, you can get the outfit rated then, or you could get it rated now. Mm, I'll just get it rated now. I don't think Mel's going to change out of it. Okay. Um, just as a reminder for the rule stuff, it's like, you hey Jimmy to tell the Jimmy that you're done, and then the audience will rate your outfit separately from 1 to 10, and if you are with your date, you will your outfits will get rated as a unit from 1 to 10. Okay, I think I just want to get my outfit rated separately, so I'm gonna okay. hey Jimmy and ask Hello. for my outfit to be rated. Okay, perfect. Now, because Mill and Cal are going as a couple, does Jimmy in the feed superimpose them next to each other? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like the if they don't the choose image. to do the couple image, then there's no couple image getting rated. Okay. But, but I really like the idea. I really, really like the idea that in the image you can see like like half of us cut off. <laughs> like they're they were all standing next to each other and then he just chose a moment and dropped Cal out. After lunch, Toe, Iso, and Dickie. I think they were at the cafeteria. <laughs> I think Dickie is going to I think Dickie's gonna go spend some time at the library alone when dickie starts to get up and to leave iso kind of nudges toe and is like should should we worry about it no 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 okay no i don't think so i think he's fine i think he's fine okay um do you do you want to go to the fun zone and shop sure yeah they head to the fun zone does uncle andrew sell churros yeah you can get a churro I don't want one. I was just wondering. Oh. <laughs> Toe catches a glimpse of churros behind glass out of the corner. Oh, that's churro perception. Oh, wow. Wow, this is so exciting. Where where would you like to go shop? I mean, we could always just get fabric and then go back and make our own dresses if that's not too much work. Oh, that's true. And we, we, all, we do have the fabric at home, too. So you head towards what looks like... Um, a Mike's Arts and Crafts, you head in, and then one section of it is... There are, like, rolls of fabric upon the walls. So it's kind of pretty simple stuff. But then a hologram Jimmy appears, and he's just like, Hello! By the way, if you all want anything special, just let me know, and I'll check in storage. Wink, wink. I'm omnipotent. I can just give you anything you want, so just <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. Um, all right, Iso, let's, let's get looking. Let's think about what we have at home. I know that we have a lot of, like, nice, you know, pastels. Maybe we could start there. Yeah, I know, like, there's a lot of, um, pinkish shades, a lot of peaches, a lot of, there's a lot of white, I don't know. Um, well, yeah, I would have to think about, you know, my skin tone, you know, I'm, a nice crimson doesn't go with everything. I think I'm going to stay away from the really light colors. I'll stick to something darker. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So I think That's maybe true. let's find like a solid base black. Yeah. My one kind of color thing is like my hair, I guess. It doesn't fit a lot of 
things, but I think pastels and stuff work with it. So yeah, I think that sounds yeah. good. You could always go with like a pink or like a peachish because your hair true. is very pink. And I think that Ooh, would be And pink nice. and black like nice goes well together too. We could have different very color true. palettes for the dresses, but a similar kind of style and fabric so that it still looks pretty fitting. I think Smart. that should be it. Yeah. I think they pick out a nice kind of black fabric for toes dress i think the fabrics you have are at home are more like sheer or like velvety or like fabrics with special textures but you need a good like base fabrics which is what you pick up here and then i so it's like okay that looks good i'll choose like a white base fabric for me because i think if i layer the more sheer pink fabrics on top of that that could look really nice and then that would look so out. good and I think they pick out that and they walk back to the hut and on the table by the beach where Isa did her proposal, you can find all of the fabrics just like um, laid out there. And Isa immediately starts trying out layering different fabrics on top of each other to see what colors work nicely together and things like that. And yeah, I don't know much about dressmaking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would say that uh, Tao goes, hey, daddy. Hello. Do you have any dress templates that we can use so we can start cutting up and measuring? Oh, oh, yes, sure. And he produces that for you. So let's say that Tao, uh, well, you have to cut out the patterns first. Okay. And then you lay them on the fabric and then you kind of mark out with like dress chalk uh, what you have to cut out. And then with their mannequin, they can kind of lay it on top of it and pin it together and then take it to the sewing machine and start okay. sewing. Perfect. Um, and let's say um, Jimmy has provided you with all of that. It's like a beginner's dressmaker kit or whatever. There's like a little sewing machine that you already have in your hut in like one of the lower cupboards. He gives you some dress chalk because that you did not have. I would say Isis' proposal came with some little pins and measuring tape and things like that that you might need. And then you get to work. They both do very well. Um, all the dresses are very well crafted. The, you kind of get the measurements right, right away. So there's no really, there's not much of kind of redoing and throwing fabric away and stuff. It turns out surprisingly well and you're very impressed with each other's creations and i was like should we should we try these on sure let's go they head into their bathrooms to try on the dresses and once toe is done what do we see as her dress um i think you see well they're in the same style right they're in the same style yeah so you see kind of like a classic dress that maybe hits like a right below the knee um, there's, it's very fluffy, I think, mm -hmm. like there's a lot of like layers, maybe some tulle underneath there if you kind of look closely, um, with long, like balloonish sleeves. I think they're mm -hmm. called bishop sleeves. I actually really love these kind of sleeves with like a cuff at the end of the arm, but it's like net. Um, and yeah, it's black. And Iso steps out and hers mirrors toes, except it's more of a uh, light pink. It's definitely more of a reddish pink than a purplish pink. Gotta make that clear. Um, <laughs> and she looks at the tresses and she's like, wow, I think this is really great. I think we're going to do very well. Do you want to add any embellishments onto here or do you think? I think 
think I have an idea. Dickie um, has been kind of spending his time in the library just like reading up. I think he's revisiting the pipe book um, just to like review and like think about Cal's plan because he is also because he's not friends with Cal anymore. So he's like, what if I ruined Cal's plan? So, so he's like looking at the book and being like, well, how do I anti-water pressure it? How am I going to turn off the water fountains is kind of what he's trying to research right now. I think he realizes um, that he forgot to dress up for prom um, or choose an outfit. So I'm going to say he runs back to the um, mansion. He runs back to the mansion and is is like rummaging through his closet trying to see if there's anything that fits him. Did he bring formal clothes to... He did. I mean, he brought his entire closet. But sometimes he would dress up on his own, you know, just to feel something. Um, no. <laughs> he kind of finds his classic formal outfit that he, fa- that he usually wears. And in his mind, he's thinking... Oh my lord. Oh my lord. I need to make sure that Cal regrets everything that he has done to me. I need to look absolutely smashing tonight. Toe and I say spend the majority of their afternoon making the dresses. I'm guessing it's very mm-hmm. time-consuming. Yep. So by the time they're done, it's a good 6.45. So how much time does Dickie spend at the library reading about pipes? A while. However long you want him to. Maybe like an hour. I think that's a fair amount of time yeah. to be lost in book sauce. So he heads back to his mansion at around 2.30. Bass and Bloke are still in their kind of prom outfits and they are standing in that changing room area. And Cal has just left hurriedly. And Bloke's like, well, that was easier than I thought. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, awkward, but it was not that bad. <laughs> Um, I, I guess I should get changed out of this and you should get changed out of that and then we'll... Sounds good. Sounds good. So they get changed out of their outfits and they meet back outside the changing room and then looks like, should I cowl it up? Yeah, yeah, you should cowl it up. Bass goes, hey, Jimmy. Hello. Uh, where is Dickie right now? So Dickie is in his mansion and we see Dickie triumphantly saying, ah, I'm going to look smashing tonight at the party or whatever he said, (laughs) as he's looking at himself in the mirror in his formal wear. Meanwhile, next to you, Bloke has taken on his little, little cow outfit and he's like, business boy. Okay, where's he at? Right, so we should head to the mansion then. Okay, yeah, cool. They walk over to the mansion. Okay. I'm going to insert this little conversation on the way there because I can. Um, okay. As they're walking there, uh, Bass is silent for like a good five or ten minutes, but you can tell that he's like worried about something. Like he keeps starting sentences and being like, no, it's fine. I mean, no. And finally he's like, Bloke, you know you don't have to do this, right? Like, 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 like what I, do you mean? I know I can come off as kind of an asshole about all this. I know we talked about it before, but if you want, if you want to talk to Cal, you can just do it. Like I would help you with it. Like 
talk to Cal? Why, why, why would I want to talk to Cal? I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I figured like you, you had like such a nice proposal for him. And I was just worried that maybe you were. No, 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 it's not, it's nothing like that. It's, I honestly, I do not feel any attraction to Cal. Oh. Just want to put that out there. The business not get you going? The business does not get me going. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so yeah. this is really, this is like an actual... Yeah, this is an actual thing. Okay. This isn't just like a, oh, I want to talk to Cal thing. Oh, oh okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to assume... No, 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 don't, don't apologize. You're, you're, you're perfectly fine. Uh, communication is very important. It's nice to get the things out here. <laughs> right, 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 okay. Oh, the irony. <laughs> I assume they're at the mansion by this point, and Bath is like, all right. Like his ears are bright red. He is not having a good time. <laughs> like let's just fucking let's do this thing. Should we go inside? How do we want to do this? We're not going to snipe him from the front lawn. Bloke has a gun. Should... Bloke has a gun. Bloke has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> right. We should go inside. We should. Okay. Um, it looked like he was up in his bedroom. His bedroom. Okay. I could get in, but I don't. Oh, I could just get in and open the door for you. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good idea. Okay, I'll, I'll just be a second. And then he disappears in a little cloud of mist. And Bass does not see him anymore. And in a split second, he opens the door. This is what it's going to be like when we take them both out and take the mansion for ourselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It'll be so nice living here. Dickie, you hear like a hint of a door creak open downstairs. Oh, God. I think Dickie's going to want to check it out. Because Bass is so large, Dickie sees a glimpse of Bass because he is quite big. Um, at this point, you don't see the cow standing near the door. You see just a Bass. And then you see Bass kind of turn around, make direct eye contact with you. And then Bass stands <laughs> to the side of Slightbit. And then you see the small business form of Calzone. Dickie goes, well, hello, lads. And he kind of sees a cow and Bass and knows something's up. And he immediately attacks. He is going to create bonfire. So the beautiful wooden floors of the mansion around Bass's feet burst into flame. Cal jumps away and then the fire kind of starts to spread and Bass gets a little scorched. And then the Cal looks really pissed at that. He kind of aims a finger at you and fire kind of shoots towards you and hits you and you feel an ouchie. And then, as you kind of are reeling back from that attack, he sends another one. And then he shoots another one. He's still standing, so I guess it's Bass's turn. Yeah, he's going to run the distance to Dickie and two-handed Warhammer him. So Bass kind of jumps out of his little circle of bonfire that Dickie has created that is slowly spreading to the rest of the mansion. Bass runs up the stairs and using both of his hands, he brings the Warhammer down on Dickie and Dickie falls down and Dickie is unconscious. As Dickie falls, he kind of phases out of existence. We hear... 
Oh, fuck. And as he falls, it turns out it's actually Cal. Oh, and Blook looks towards Bass, and he's like, so do we have a date with Dickie? (laughs) And he's like, oh. Oh. Entertainment value? Uh, I, I, I guess. Ooh. What should we do? We can do anything. What? What do you mean? Okay, so obviously our plan is off for, for tonight, you know, for all of that. I mean, we'll still go to prom with Dickie Cal. Like, that'll be a fun time. But we can just get straight to the... But, but if, 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 this, if this Dickie was Cal, then that Cal is Dickie. And he could harm you. He could, but I'm, I'm not scared of him. It's fine. It's prom. But... But I'm scared of him on your behalf. Like, he could clearly... Well, once we take care of this... Take care of this? Okay, let's let's talk about prom after we take care of this. Right, right. But what do we... I mean, he's just unconscious. What should we do? What should we do? There's so much we can do. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. Um, oh, no. Okay, let's see what we have. We have a house on fire. We have large glass windows that look out onto a beach. How can we make this? Mm. Oh, what should we do? Oh, I don't, God. I, how can I, how can I, oh, this is, this is, I, I'm glad. No, 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 no. I'm glad that this is Bloke's reaction because that means that we got you, Elliot. Well, okay. I'm not a screenwriter of any sort, but I think, oh, I said on the first day that you could be a cinematographer. What are, what are your thoughts? What would you rate as very high? Right. But just to be clear, our plan is, we're going to bring him back to life and kill him again in a more dramatic way. Yes, in a good way for for the audience. Yes. All right. I mean, I mean, I, I guess. Like, obviously, the whole dicky thing doesn't work anymore. Well, people don't know that. We could make it still work. That's true. That's fair. I mean, if we were going to orchestrate it again, we could. You could still pretend to be Dicky for this cow, yeah. which is not the other cow, I, I guess. Then was that cow Dicky the whole time? I think that cow was Dicky the whole time. Oh. Oh, shit. All right, all right. We should. I think tossing him out of one of the windows might help. Sort of a fun. We could also bring his dead body to prom. Why? Dicky doesn't know. That we know that this is Cal. Right. Imagine the drama revealed in some kind of way to the Dickie there. Kill him in front of the Dickie. I think that would be very entertaining. Kill him in front of the Cal's Dickie. I, 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 I can see that. Although I feel like there's always, there's like a risk that he'll get away if we do that. Because I feel like Dickie or Cal or, or Dickie, Dickie pretending to be Cal would interfere in some way. That is true. We could do it now. Well, it won't be. It won't be as entertaining. But then we have to lug his unconscious body all the time around, just like <laughs> a weekend at Bernie's sort of situation. 
So the dickiest cow is the one throwing the house party. What if we just hide it here somewhere? And then after prom, we come back and... No, because he will be revived in an hour. Right, but we could, like, tie him up or something, surely. I, I really want to kind of do it now, just for security's sake. Right, but then you won't get another resurrection, because people will be like, oh, it's just, just murdering someone for fun. In his own house, his own yeah. House. We could take him to the mall right now. And kill him in the mall? Why would that be more entertaining? Yeah. It's in like a more Pollock's face? I don't know. Isn't there a pool here? We could drown him in the pool. I don't know. I'm not I'm not good at like There isn't a there's the sea. We could I, I do like the throwing him out of a window. Honestly, I might just <laughs> I, I might just do the dicky thing. The the thing that I was going to do or oh. just do that now. Right. Okay. But you'd have to be the okay. one to do all the damage on him. Yeah, exactly. Because once um, once Jimmy revives him, we could have him tied up, and then I could say some stuff as Dickie, and then kill him. And then we'll be good. And the house is on fire, and then, like, I'll fucking throw him through a window. I don't know. I feel like okay. we could do a yeah. lot with this. Yeah. Okay. No! <laughs> as bad. No! But as bad. Yeah, sure. Is there anything you, you, you want to do with it? Do we want to... Oh, I, I don't have any more cell slots. I don't think we, I can make you invisible and have all of that happen. I think no, that's it's, fine. It's fine. Okay. Oh, God, I don't... I'll just be his backup. We drag him up to the... Pass, do you like, do you like velvety green or do you like maroons? Uh, I like maroons better. Let's do it in the maroon room. The maroon, if okay. you... In the maroon. <laughs> okay, I do like the maroon a lot. Okay. Um, oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Um, okay. And then he disguises himself as Dickie. And he's like, oh, hello. I, I'm a book man now. <laughs> That's still terrifying. Um, should I, like, well, wait, wait outside? I I think you should definitely wait outside. My name is Dicky. I I am a bookman. I okay. Um, let me see what I have in my. I don't have any daggers. Do you have any daggers? Bass hands him one of his hand axes. I guess. Ah, uh, this won't do it. I mean, they they have a huge kitchen. I think I'm gonna go down to the kitchen and grab some steak knives. Okay. Um. Well, here's here's some steak knives. Um, this will be exciting. Okay. Let's see. Okay. okay. Ooh. Yeah. Is yeah. there a rope? Do you have a rope? Buy-in? I might have rope in my little pink bag. Let me see. Um, I hate hearing the dicky voice. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. They go upstairs to the bedroom and they open the door and they, or the doors open. They see the huge ass bed. Bloke's like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, how? <laughs> How do we want to? How do we want to? How do we want to do do this? Um, we could tie him to one of the the corners of the bed, or or do you think we should just place him on the bed? I or? I mean I think it'll be safer if he's tied up. I could I could just tie him That's sort true. of a sitting on the edge if you want to stab him there. We could tie his arms to the bedpost. Right. They set. Cal's body onto the bed. Bloke ties Cal's wrists to the bedpost. To one bedpost, because the bed's so fucking huge. Bloke looks over to Bass and is like, okay, um, 
So if he somehow has some kind of magic that will allow him to untie these bonds, will you be able to grapple him as I kind of blast him into dust? Uh, probably. I mean, I feel like it's more entertaining if he thinks you are Dickie for a second, though. So I might wait. I, I might will, be yes. I, I will. Then... Yeah, you'll be outside. I'll send you a... And then he taps his forehead. And right. then... Yeah, okay. Um... <laughs> Time to do some improv, I suppose. <laughs> Bass taps him on the back and says, "All right, you got it. Good luck." Okay. Bloat goes, "Hey, Jimmy," and then the Jimmy appears. <laughs> Hello. Oh, could you heal this man over here, please? And thank you. And the Jimmy says, "Okay." A little hologram heart appears above Cal. It kind of lowers down onto his body and it heals him for, oh fuck, for two hit points. Oh! <laughs> Flunk does not know this. Cal knows this, right? Cal feels that Cal is on death's fucking door. You feel shitty. So you open your eyes and he says in a terrible dicky impression, Thank God you're okay. Well, that was a natural one. He thinks it's fully American Dicky. He fucking thinks it's Dicky. He fucking thinks it's Dicky. All right, I guess he is. He's got two hit points. He's kind of delirious. So I think he just goes, Dicky? Hi. Are you all right? Well, I mean, no. What happened? My dear business, man. <laughs> I hate that I rolled a one! The, were the stocks too low? No, but the amount of blood in my body is. Oh. Well, you know, that that's how it kind of feels to get stabbed in the cafeteria, almost. And that that is what I honestly wanted to talk to you about. We've already talked about this. There's no accent, also. Um, He's I not doing an accent. Again? I think if 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 Bloke ever says anything that's like not dickyish, oh, that's that was that, that, that was, was everything. So that yeah, so you can wrong three. I so. hate D and D Beyond. So I think his brain is also kind of just muddled right now. You you give him too much credit. I want to clear up any bad blood between us two. I know it was. <laughs> I think the only bad blood between us right now is mine on the floor. Well, I, I just called a Jimmy to heal you up. I am. I hope you feel slightly better once we get to. Oh. Oh, we're not going to prom together. You're going with your three prom dates. Does prom. Cal know about that? <laughs> well, does Cal know about that? I feel like Dickie no, knows I don't it. Think so. Okay. Well, you, do you say anything about that or are you just silent? <laughs> I think, I think, what does one say to that? What does one say to that? I think he just goes, three? Three, all three of them. Well, if you were willing to ditch them and go with me instead, I am willing um, to accept your apology and I would very much want to go to prom with you, Cal. I... I have to admit, I've been harboring very intense feelings of attraction to you since 
the moment we met and I stared into those beautiful orbs that are your eyes and I would just feel terrible if I saw you at prom with other people and I saw you dancing with your three other prom dates and I was just standing alone in the corner and had nobody to dance with. I would just imagine it was me dancing with you. I think Cal being Cal, that was a lot for him. Um, but I think the, mo the most important thing there is he just goes three and then rolls an eight. Tia, to be honest, really not, not doing well for me right now. <sighs> yeah. Do you respond to that at all? Other oh, you say three. Um, and then... Cal being Cal, it's the numbers that he gets caught up on. Yeah. Three, yes. But it could be one. Because I'm, I'm the one for you, my sweet business man. There are two wolves inside me. One wolf says, play into the angst, and the other wolf says, fuck! <laughs> I mean... Isn't that against the rules? Well, it wouldn't be a date with a proposal and all of that. It would just be, just be us two. You could walk in with your three other dates and then just ditch them all. I think Bass and Bloke would appreciate some time alone to, um, to dance with each other. And we could dance together. I just, I, I just need to know, do you reciprocate these feelings for me or am I just being an utter fool? Could you untie me first? Well, could you answer my question first? Well, I just, I thought maybe you'd want it to be if we can't have a proposal, you know, like, like the movie. I would. I, I would want it to be like the movie, and I would want to share that moment with you. We would not be official dates, but what is an official date? What more is an official date other than just a, a method of scoring more points? This is something more. If you do feel this way, I am still unsure. I could just be overstepping many boundaries right now. Elliot, I need a visual. He's yeah. on the bed, tied to one of the bedposts. Yes. Is Dickie... Is Dickie standing? Sitting next to him on the bed. Sitting next to him on yeah. the bed. I think Cal leans over and kisses him. When you kiss him, you feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Cal leans over and his face slightly goes into Dickie's face when he tries to kiss him. So that part's all illusion. So Cal leans in. Dickie kind of shuffle slightly away i mean he knows exactly who this is now and i'm going to roll a d6 for psychic whispers cal is going okay. to try and get into bloke's head now he's not gonna say oh. anything yet okay he's just yeah. going to try and do it i think at this point kind of stupidly cal goes you're not dicky well i'm so glad that we got our feelings shared in this because no, no, I want to address. You're not Dickie. No, I want to address the little squabble we had in the cafeteria the other day. I think to truly get rid of any bad blood between us, all I can really do is return the favor. 
And then he lifts up a steak knife very dramatically. He is going to yell into Bloke's mind, and he just says, stop! And the dicky pauses. And in Bloke's mind, Bloke goes, what? Why? Not yet. No, you want me to do this as fast as possible. No, I told you last time that you could take it at your own pace, but this is not going to work. Do you know for certain that he's, he's, he's not it? Of course I know for certain. I know everything. There's a time and place for this, and I appreciate all the work that you've done, but you know whose life hangs in the balance. Yeah, mine. I didn't. I'm so mad at myself for not thinking far enough ahead. And... The safest choice for us is for me to kill everyone. Yeah, but this isn't the most efficient way to go about it. No, I think this is. He looks pretty... (laughs) Cal raises his voice in Bloke's head and goes, Who's in charge here? Us. Do you think this is a partnership? Yes. An equal partnership? Yes. Well, you're wrong. Cal manifests his psychic blade. It is purple, as all psychic blades should be. And it is a slightly larger than average size exacto knife. And he takes his, his non-free hand um, and he kind of chucks it at Bloke. It's first with his right hand. And then I can make a melee or ranged weapon attack with a second psychic blade as a bonus action on the same turn, provided my yeah. other hand is free to create it. So he aims for where he thinks Bloke's face. So you chuck one exacto knife. Does Bloke make any noise? Ow. I want Bass to roll perception. You hear the little ow. I think Bass <laughs> opens the door. Cal yells into Bass's brain. Price tenant number three, help others. Bass freezes. For a hot sec. I mean, I I am helping others. I'm helping Bloke. It's not a selective others. I thought it was a selective others. Um, um, and Bass is going to run forward and try to remove Bloke from Cal? He tears him bodily away from Cal, like, off of him. Bass, what are, what are you doing? I... This isn't right. The way it's going down. It's not... It's... I... He's... But if this isn't but he's gonna this isn't an honorable fight. He's tied down. You're just gonna wail at him. I'm gonna die. If 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 he if he lives, he will tell Dickie. And Dickie has me and then I'll I'll be dead. Yeah, probably. You just tried to kill me. It, it, it it's not it's not right. You should You should give him a chance. You, you should untie him. He thinks about it for a long while and he's like Okay, well, you, you've got to let me go so I can untie him. Bass does. Can Bass's dad say, You can't trust him, he's a magic boy! Bass lifts his hand off of Bloke's arms and then grabs him again. What are you- I- Just- It's not- Don't trust magic. That's the- The- 102nd. I- I don't know. You seem like a cool dude. No. But I- I- I'm not sure if if I don't don't you want to what about everything that we talked about today this morning 
Meanwhile, as they're talking, Cal manages to, like, wriggle his hands out of the ropes without either of them noticing. I says, I, we can still do that. I want to do that, but I don't want to do it like this. I want to do it honorably and earn it. Dicky! He has no fucking idea where Dicky is. I don't even know if Dicky, we don't, we don't even know where Dicky is, but I think he still yells for him. How are you holding Blip right now? Um, I think he has. a big hug. Yeah, he's basically got him sort of held to his chest. Um, okay. Bloke is going to try to throw his steak knife at Cal. He gives his, like, wrist a weak little flick and kind of hurls the steak knife forward, but instead of hitting Cal, it clatters onto the floor. God, now the fucking steak knife's on the floor! <laughs> I'm so says sorry, Bloke out loud. <laughs> I think that now that Cal is standing, that's, let's go, Bloke. Honorable fight. Let's do this. Right. He's going to move back over to the door or next to the door. He's not going to block it fully, but he wants to be there in case someone decides to run or something. He's going to use his stupid fucking exacto knives again. He's still doing pretty goddamn bad, too. I want to be clear. He's like, I guess, just bleeding all over the bed. What is he, burned, bleeding, bruised, something? He's not doing too hot. So just as, like, Bass drops Bloke to the ground and he, like, bloof like lands on his little feet um cal tosses a couple of his psychic knives and they kind of skewer bloke in his chest and he falls over unconscious can bass hey jimmy and heal him hello hey jimmy uh could you could you heal bloke please oh yes sure bloke gets back on his feet and the jimmy disappears bloke looks at cal the disguise self kind of ended when he fell unconscious so now it's Fully bloke. Fully just a little boy now. And he's like, God, I wanted this to be, I, I really wanted this to be so cinematic. But I, I As Bass was hey jimmying and kind of reviving bloke, Cal was like on his way out the fucking door. So bloke turns around to face the um, retreating Cal and he quickly sends a beam of crackling energy just streaking towards him. It hits him square in the back, and he falls over, unconscious. Meanwhile, Dickie has been heading home, and he is nearly on his way here, actually. I don't think it's been five minutes, but I will say that he has fast feet. So as Bloat continues to burn Cal's unconscious body to a crisp downstairs, um, the door creaks open, and Dickie, who also looks like Cal right now, steps inside. So Dickie, well, he opens the door, and he kind of... The first floor is on fire, also. Oh my god. Dickie nimbly leaps over the flames and starts heading up the stairs. You reach the top of the staircase so you can see kind of Cal's body on the floor and what's going on at this point. And just as Dickie's eyes kind of fall upon the unconscious body of Cal, and bloke standing behind it, blasting it with eldritch blasts. You see blue lights start to form at the tips of Cal's fingertips, um, the tip of his head, and the tips of his feet. And it kind of joins into lines and spreads out into planes until it forms a blue coffin surrounding Cal's body, and it starts to sink into the floor. And Bloke is very uncomfortable at this. He leaps for it and he tries to kind of tackle Cal, but he can't touch the Cal body because it's encased in the blue coffin. And he kind of watches the coffin sink down into the ground. And so does everyone else around here. I think Dickie, he's going to make eye contact with Bloke 
as blokes like over Cal's coffin. Dickie's like not even, he doesn't even care about like actually killing bloke right now. He's just so mad. So in this wordless rage, Dickie reaches for his crossbow and he shoots two arrows at bloke. Bloke doesn't even have time to react or look to Bass before. The first arrow hits him squarely in the forehead and he falls over, unconscious on the ground. And the second one kind of hits his arm, but he's already unconscious. Bass, you like see the whole range of human emotions that's over his face, like surprise and then such intense pain. And then his whole face clouds in anger. He reaches for his warhammer, grabs it in both hands, rushes forward at Dickie and slams it down on Dickie's head. Dickie kind of scrambles out of the way. I think he might be a little bit too angry. He might be too angry, but Dickie's also fast on his feet as little Cal. He's gonna action surge as well and try again. And he oh no. takes <laughs> his warhammer and just fucking smashes it into Dickie. Dickie's gonna poison spray bloke. He's not paying attention to Bass right now. So Dickie kind of throws out his hand and his palm exudes this puff of green smoke that wafts towards the unconscious bloke. Alright, he's gonna hit Dickie again for sure. He just looks at Bass and he goes, an eye for an eye. Bass tightens his hands while he says, not his eyes. Dickie is going to go for his crossbow again because that's the only thing he has. How high up are we? 20 feet. Okay, wait, let me look at the floor plans again. We're, we're in Dickie's bedroom, yes? Okay. Bass is going to grab a bloke and try to jump out of the window. Bass runs forward, but as he goes past, Dickie kind of notches an arrow and lets it fly at him and it lodges into his forearm and then he scoops up bloke and runs forward and jumps and the glass smashes and he falls he does sort of a little roll when he gets to the ground but he they are surrounded by glass from the mansion's window dickie's gonna go up to the window and try to shoot at bloke bloke kind of starts shifting around in your arms after you fall out of the window, but almost immediately you turn around to see Dickie kind of leaning out of the mansion bedroom window, and he notches another arrow, and he lets the arrow fly. Bloke's eyes flutter open, and he's like, that's... And then he is shot on the bicep, I think, and then he passes out again. Bass gasps as though the arrow hit him. As Bass is preoccupied with the bloke in his arms, Dickie jumps out of the window. He doesn't land as especially gracefully as Bass did, so he gets a little bruised. Bass is going to sprint 60 feet away. So what is outside the mansion? What does Bass see? He sees woods. Alright, how far away about? He's like entering the woods on this turn, and you see a path that goes straight to kind of like the cafeteria slash dorms clearing, or you could go into the woods. I'm just going to obnoxiously eat my dinner while you guys do it out. Okay. Okay. Bass is going to run 60 feet into the woods in the direction of the dorms. Dickie's going to hate Jimmy. Hello. <laughs> and he's going to ask for two things. Um, he's going to say, hello, Jimmy. I require your help. Okay. Uh, I want two things. 
if you fireworks? do so for me. I would like first a um, a force field around the starting from the dorms to my mansion, of course. Uh, circular would be great. I can also do rectangular, doesn't matter. But I want it to slowly start to get smaller. Can you do that for me? Nope. <laughs> I, I can give you a motorcycle. I'll take the motorcycle then. Um, I would also like another thing. Uh, can you give me a gl my glaive back from Cal's coffin? Uh, um, in exchange, I'll have to take all of your little cow weapons. Sure, take the daggers. Does Dickie already know how to use a motorcycle? Does Dickie know how to use a motorcycle? Would he have had occasion to use one? I mean, he's been traveling across the country. On a motorcycle. Um, and since motorcycles have not come out in the past two years, unless they have, you can change it so that they have been invented in the last two years. And Dickie has never seen one before. Dickie has read a book about riding a motorcycle. So Dickie gets on the motorcycle and starts going down like the path. Who gets there first is my question. Where are we going? To the dorms, to the dorms. Okay. To the Does dorms. Dickie know where they're going? He sees the direction that they're heading. I can fucking guess. Take a wild guess. <laughs> Dickie gets there first. You see the glimpse of his stupid pompadour through the leaves. Oh shit. Okay. Um, so Dickie is at the dorms. I think that if he sees Dickie by the dorms, he's not going to exit the woods. He's going to just vibe in there. He's going to, hey, Jimmy. Hello. Shut, shut up, shut up. Keep it down. Fuck. Hello. Right, can you heal him? And he holds out Bloke. Oh, yes. The Jimmy touches Bloke's forehead, and then Bloke kind of stirs awake in your arms. And he says, where are we? Oh, baby. Um, that's... Uh, breathes an audible sigh of relief. Is, is he still after us? Right. We're, um, keep your voice down. We're in the woods in between the mansion and the dorms. Well, And he's at the dorms and he has a sick-ass motorcycle. So I don't know if I can outrun him myself. Well, thank Betsy I have this. And then he disappears in your arms. <laughs> Bass looks distressed. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's good. Oh. 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 So you're invisible. Okay. Well, how does that help us? Well, he's after me, right? Right. And now we can go other places because I, I don't know. We, we don't have to go to the dorm if. Um, That's fair. But I, you'll I be know. safe in the dorms because. The doors will only open to your key card. I could, I could distract him, and then you could go inside invisibly. Okay, I could go in from. We could go in from the cafeteria if he's waiting at the dorm doors. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Or you I could mean, go distract him, and I could go through the cafeteria. Yeah, I mean, if Dickie kills me, it doesn't really matter because I would come back. Oh. Prom. Oh. I'll try not to die, but it's more important to me that you do not. <laughs> okay. See you on the other side, I guess. All right. Meanwhile, Dickie is leaning against the handlebars of his motorcycle, parked next to the dorms, waiting for Bass and Bloke to come out of the woods. 
Oh, he's still Cal. No, okay. I'm going to say that he stops looking like Cal. Once he gets on the motorcycle, he's like, he recognizes the potential for the aesthetic that he's like, <laughs> or like he recognizes that Cal on a motorcycle would be terrible. Yeah. And he also recognizes the fact that he's dead. So like, you know, looking at himself would not be great in the little motorcycle mirrors when he's checking to make sure there's no <laughs> obstacles behind him. <laughs> he would probably cry a little i think on the motorcycle you see him look in the mirror to check behind him sees cal sheds one tear turns back to dickie and then oh boy is that smart he's not um <laughs> all right you can see bass coming towards the clearing where the dorm is but he seems to be making a lot of noise like he he like snaps a stick in half and says fuck really loudly <laughs> oh, um, baby <laughs> but like a little too loudly <laughs> so bloke is walking along like the edge of the woods he's trying to edge around the clearing to go to the cafeteria from the other okay. side so he's making his way slowly there on his turn dickie's gonna stay there leaning on his motorcycle he shouts to bass oi mate bass freezes for a hot second then goes oi where's your little boyfriend somewhere you'll never find him i left him with jimmy uh, he went he's not he's not oh fuck it and then he runs forward and attacks dickie <laughs> he runs forward with a look in his eye as though he's about to attack Dickie. <laughs> I think that Dickie, he's going to get on his motorcycle and he's going to go to the edge of the woods and kind of like circle around him. Yeah. Okay. To like get behind him to the edge of the woods. You know, you can't protect him forever. I think I can, especially from you. I think Dickie's going to go around just kind of in a circle. He's just trying to get like bass. Disney. Oh, I hate that that would work on him. <laughs> Dickie's not trying to run over Bloke because he doesn't know he's there, but he doesn't like run no, over Bloke, no, right? No, okay. Bloke's okay. not in the clearing. <laughs> he is following Dickie with his head and or eyes and probably both. You're going to tire out if you keep on doing that. Just tell me where Bloke is. Uh, how about no and fuck you? Bass like watches him for a hot second, tries to figure out like, oh, where is he going to be the next moment? And then tries to tackle him. He runs at him, tries to tackle him, but Dickie speeds up a little bit and he just lands flat on his stomach. <sighs> Dickie doesn't want to fight Bass. He doesn't care about Bass. Well, Bass wants to fight Dickie, so... I think Dickie's actually going to drive off. He's going to leave. He's going to go back to the mansion. And as he's leaving, can I poison spray Bass? Yeah. He doesn't really do anything, but... As Dickie's driving off, he just goes, that's a little taste about your boyfriend's getting later. Don't you fucking dare. 45 seconds after Dickie is gone, he like crosses his arms like he's not, he's not my boyfriend. When he gets there, he gets off his motorcycle. He's looking at the mansion. He goes, hey, Jimmy. Hello. Can you put out this fire for me? Sure. Suddenly, a swarm of hologram jimmies appear above the mansion, <laughs> each holding a bucket of water. And as they fall to their demise, dump the water onto the mansion, and it puts out the fire. But a lot of your first floor furniture is now badly scorched. He turns to Jimmy and goes, um, Thank you. I, I have a question for you. Sure. What happens after they die? Well, that depends on what religion you believe in. Okay. And I think Dickie's like just like starting to cry. Like he's just he's just... And don't give up hope yet. We haven't had a killing reel. He could come back if the rating's low enough. Yes, he could. 
Do I have to spend the rest of my time here alone in the mansion then? If you could arrange to switch rooms with someone who is living somewhere else, then you could switch in and they could take the mansion if you want. I also hate how like Dickies is like so sad and then Jimmy's responding like that. I (laughs) am a hologram. He has no emotion. (laughs) Jimmy gives you two very terrible repetitive pats on the back and is like, there, there. Thank you. Um, I think that's all the help I need from you. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. And I guess Dickie has to walk through the house and he, he passes like the scorched staircase and you know, like the stuff on the first floor. Um, I think he does take a peek into Cal's study and (laughs) sees if there's any damage and there isn't because the fire didn't get to it. Um, and he kind of opens the computer and sees like one last email that was unfinished by Cal to Dickie. And he's just crying and he goes, okay. And he walks up the stairs and turns to go into his bedroom. And then he opens, he opens the door with his key card cause he locked it, right? So he opens and sees the remnants of the fight that happened. And the broken window. And the broken window. So he sees all the glass and all the blood on his bed. He breaks down. I'm not going to actually do that because I can't cry in Dickie voice. (laughs) (laughs) And then he leaves and goes to Cal's bedroom and decides to spend the night there. What an episode! Well, thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in three weeks from now. Be sure to also follow us on Tumblr at Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania, and Twitter at ZZMMPod, and subscribe to never miss an episode. Until next time! <laughs>